eat a page for hours. Please. Greetings and salutations. This is Cage's Kiss, the ultimate cage cast, where we discuss each of the National Treasure's cinematic masterpieces in its life. And we also uh, try to glean whatever curls of wisdom uh, that we can from his character that week. But you're going to have to tell me about the wisdom because I don't read so good. Uh, I'm John Peters or Adrian. <laughs> My name is Lena Castro or uh, you can call me the cheese. I'm Donnie and I am non-representative in this film. And why are you so non-representative of this week's uh, film, Donnie? Because, like Kevin Smith's talent, it just didn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) He he really can't write. (laughs) You you didn't want to join me in going to see Clerks 2 hardly quirking? Oh, <laughs> are Clerks Three still clerking? <laughs> still clerking after all yeah. these years. Still clerking. <laughs> uh, Kevin Smith has been known to be spotted in his jersey with the Superman logo on it. I wonder what that has to do with this week's film, Linda. On a very yeah. special episode of Cage's Kiss. <laughs> this this week's episode is extra special because we're talking about a movie that didn't actually get made. Yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah. that's right. Today we're talking about uh, Superman Lives. Yeah. Yay. Superman Lives. Oh, no. Superman Reborn. Superman Repackaged for a New Generation. <laughs> it's like 1997 slash 98 about now. Yeah, it was supposed to be released in 1998, and uh, of course, uh, WB first approached Kevin Smith as the writer and John Peters as the fucking executive producer. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, John, uh, Peters, John Peters, who you may know as Barbara Streisand's hairdresser and ex-boyfriend. Yay! And then and then producer, and uh, he, he teamed up with, uh, with Peter Goober uh, for a number of years, and they actually did do some good stuff, like the original Caddyshack. And oh, the yeah. Tim Burton Batman and Tim Burton yeah. Batman Returns. Um, unfortunately, that also uh, involved stuff like Caddyshack 2. <laughs> um, and uh, John Peters went on to be the head of Sony and then uh, went to torment uh, Tim Burton and others on, on this production. Yeah, and uh, I mean, he he has some uh, some good movies under his belt, but he's also a fucking asshole. <laughs> Which 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 can be said of a lot of producers, to be fair, you know. Although most of those producers don't necessarily put people in the art department and headlocks at random. Yeah, that that seemed kind of violent, but eh, or know. or up and uh, kissed Tim Burton full on the lips when he hadn't asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a man kiss. <laughs> and and Tim Burton's like, uh, you know, I think maybe I would have preferred the headlock or a kick to the face. <laughs> Uh, according to Kevin Smith, Peters gave him uh, three roles with the script. One, no flying. He didn't want him to fly because it looked fake, apparently. Superman, no ro- flying. Kevin Smith can fly as much as he wants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, two, no suit because the suit looked, quote unquote, too faggy. And uh, three, he wanted a fucking giant spider. He wanted Superman to fight the giant spider. He wanted that to be the climax because it was John Peters' vision. Yes. He had a vision, you know, God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. The visionary John Peters. And uh, Kevin Smith and then later two other screenwriters were trying to contend with John Peters' vision uh, sort of imposed on top of the death of Superman 
cycle in the comics where Superman fights some convenient monster called Doomsday whose only purpose was to kill Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh. But um, Kevin Smith's version had a, like a lot of awesome Easter eggs for the DC fans, like uh, yeah. naming the, the he's giant... he's a comic guy. <laughs> yeah, he did admit it was guy. just fanboy wank material. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he's able to characterize it that way and not be pretentious. Yeah, he's about a, it. he's pretty honest about stuff like that usually. So, well, and he admits that his true talent is just sitting around talking about shit and not actually writing it. True, like us. <laughs> <laughs> <I-oh>! <laughs> oh, Come at us, entertainment industry. Well, hey, we didn't make hosers, so. <laughs> we sure <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We we didn't make no. Jersey Girl or Tusk. We made the classic Bear versus Whale, <laughs> starring Nick Cage. And uh, uh, anybody interested in Bear versus Whale, they just need to get on our Patreon right now. Wink, wink. And Gary Busey is Bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Whale! Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord! Um, it was key to me in that script to have him say, "It's been real and it's been fun. Just hasn't been real fun." <laughs> as the I, ending I, line, I think maybe we should have got Dan Gilroy for our third draft as well. <laughs> Maybe Tim Burton to direct. But, uh, um, Smith's version, of course, had uh, the the giant spider was referred to as the Thanagarian snare beast, uh, referencing Hawkman's uh, homeworld, Thanagar. And, if you uh, say so. <laughs> the opening scene had uh, Superman fighting Deadshot, who uh, meets up with uh, Black Manta <laughs> on Cordo Maltese, and he references the Legion of Doom. So, so we, we, we got we got a lot of our information off of the documentary, uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened yeah. uh, th- this week, which um, has some interesting stuff in it, the documentary. Uh, the, uh, the, 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 the inserts where they try to recreate what the scenes would have looked like, those are neat. Um, oh, yeah, and they include, uh, can I say friend of the show, uh, Sig Neutron? <laughs> Was that a did rim shot have, or like, did a... something fall? That was we... my cat giving a rim shot because she's like, oh, <laughs> fucking meow. <laughs> well, I think your cat's got a future in this. Your cat's like another Bonham or something. She really is. She likes to talk on the mic, so you can drop fire. <laughs> All right. She just just roll like her over gong. when she has too much to drink. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, Sig Neutron uh, played in the the recreation scenes. He played Brainiac, and he also uh, did the uh, special effects makeup as well as the models and uh, the props. So, so for yeah, the for the also- documentary, they recreated uh, some of the effects that the art department was laboring on creating. Uh, that that uh, that uh, John Peters had because John, John Peters had a lot of random whims. He walked in one day with with the with the National Geographic cover of of the Australopithecus africanus skull, and he says, "I want a skull ship, skull ship." And, and people are like, "Okay, well, we'll make a spaceship that's kind of really like a skull." They're like, no, skull ship, and it had to be like really, really scully. Actually, yeah. the, the the model for the skull ship looked really fucking rad. Uh, it it kind of did, but unfortunately, it, was it also reminded Sean me Connery in a thong. Yeah, everything's saying. missing. Aren't Sean we Connery all? in a thong. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but uh, I'd like to point out that John Peters also produced Man of Steel. 
Yeah. And the skull ship's awfully reminiscent of that stupid skull thing they have on Krypton with like the genetic information in it or whatever the shit that was supposed oh, to be. Oh god, yeah. Remember, the yeah, crystal all, skull. All the bad ideas that they had for this movie, like John Peter they were just in his brain, just stewing for mm-hmm. fifteen years. And then and then when 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 uh, Nutsack Snyder and uh, Christopher Nolan come along to make a Superman movie, he's like, Okay, so the, so uh, uh uh when General Zod comes back, those spaceships have to be kind of spider like, okay? Um and, uh, yeah, no, and you gotta, he's gotta fight something on the North Pole. Um, oh, God, yeah. He, he was yeah. making Kevin Smith have Superman, uh, uh, Superman's Fortress of Solitude was guarded by polar bears. <laughs> and Brady had does. to fight them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then somebody's like, Kevin Smith, why is Brainiac just killing an animal? It's like, well, John Peters thought it should have guards. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, he he gave him a lot of uh, stupid shit in there, like uh, like the spider and the the, the polar bears as guardians uh, for Brainiac to fight. But uh, <laughs> apparently, that was the his, first thing uh, I ever read about this movie. Actually, was Kevin Smith's article on Cinemascape about how Peters oh. was just impossible to work with. <laughs> well, he ended up getting the goddamn spider, giant spider, in fucking uh, uh, Wild Wild West. Right, wiggy, yeah, then, wiggy, wiggy. <laughs> yeah. After this production fell apart, Peters went and, and produced Wild Wild West, which was also an enormous bomb. Yes. Yeah. Um, and in uh, Smith's second draft, they had uh, Elron as Brainiac's sassy, snarky robot sidekick. He's like a gay R two D two. They said. <laughs> Beep boop. <laughs> oh. Lord. Uh, because uh, uh, because apparently Peters really wanted uh, Kevin Smith to focus on like uh, the marketability of like selling. Yeah, toys. no, he, he, yeah, he did yeah. that to the people in the art department as well, like Sylvain. Uh, it, it, it's like they they had to come up with more and more shit that could be toys, and like John Peters would bring like 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 his kids by the art department and like yeah. like get their approval or disapproval on everything. Yeah, mm. uh, but it was John Peters's idea to bring on Cage. And yeah, so, and Nicolas Cage was going to be in this. Bringing it back. He was totally going to be in this. <laughs> That's why we watch this. <laughs> he will always be my super me. Um, and, and and a lot of people will see the still of like Cage and like some of the costume Tez where, yeah, where it's like yeah. got the plastic muscles on it. They're like, this is going to be dumb. Stupid. Look at that. It's stupid. Nicolas Cage and muscles. It's dumb. Yeah, and apparently uh, Brian Singer really liked doing that when he made his fuck awful <laughs> 2006 Superman movie. It's like, no, no, you guys, you can't complain about the costume; otherwise, it'll look like this. It's like, yeah, we're in a universe where there's only two possibilities for that costume. Thanks, you know, Brian I'm pretty Singer. sure he did that when they made X Men as well. <laughs> he just likes showing the picture to everyone. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't see how this relates to Mister Hugh Jackman. Br- Brian yeah, Singer likes showing a lot of things to a lot of people. People, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't yet, Google no. his name in pool party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, the oh. good news for this movie for Cage and Tim Burton is that they very wisely signed pay or play contracts yeah. involved with this yes. production. And so um, I think Tim Burton got uh, four million of his five million. And I think uh, Cage, uh, you know, he bowed out gracefully. He only took 10 percent of the 20 million that he was supposed to get. Oh, I heard that he got the full 20. No, they they, they actually have that. They actually show that in the documentary. This is still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He he decided to take about 10 percent of it. You know, he's 
He's he's not a big dick, you know. <laughs> Medium sized, kind, of, kind, of, kind of decent, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I just like, like to get comfortable in there. <laughs> well, you know, like he's he's got to he's got to get some money, you know, like uh, get get some more yeah. rope, you know, for the bath, you know. Yeah. He said that he was going to. Uh, well, here's a quote. He says, "I was going to turn that character upside down along with Tim Burton," and I mean, I truly believe it because it's when it's fucking Cage. Of course, you know it's going to be, you know. Cage is bad. At the very least, Superman. it probably would have been interesting. And and I and I yeah, do like that camera least. test where they got him as, as not in the Superman costume, but as Clark Kent. They got him oh, with yeah, that yeah. shitty coat with the oh, with yes. the Mickey Mouse shirt on. <laughs> and he and, he, and he's doing like like you know people make a joke and he's just like you know miles away you know like does the does the Columbo hand wave thing you know yeah you know honestly it's like seeing that and seeing how him and Burton work together it really would have been a very cool thing to see the two of them collaborating like that and seeing what they came up with. But I just. I don't know. I still don't think it would have been as big a hit as most people think it might have been, or even a sure. big flop. Well, no, I it just would have know, existed. <laughs> whether it made money or not, I don't care. And I'm like, and I don't know why yeah. Warner Brothers cared either. That seemed to be like the thing they did back then. They gave a sixty million dollar budget to Fire Down Below. Oh no, kidding! <sighs> yeah, and he, and like like it, it, I don't know. It, I think that was right around the time they stopped releasing the Seagal movies to theaters. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, so so the Glamour Man didn't do well, and, and On Deadly Ground didn't do well. So uh, oh, and uh, Under Siege Two: Dark Territory didn't do well. Why why are you paying some all all this money for something you're going to put sneak to video? Yeah. <laughs> Well, and at the very least, the movie with with Burton and Cage, it would have been memorable, at least. And this was like kind of in that that strange time for Burton. Like he had just done uh, Mars Attacks and uh, he was yet to do Sleepy Hollow. So I mean, well, well, that's that. No, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because it, it there's there's still a point. Like even though this probably would have at least been better than say uh, Batman and Robin, um, this is actually Tim Burton basically after his expiration date. Yeah, Cause, it is. Cause, yeah, right there. Yeah, because you know in the '80s, you know he did some great stuff. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You know they keep mentioning Edward Scissorhands on this, the original Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, and then mm-hmm. and then you know in the '90s, you know more good stuff and Ed Wood. And then Mars Attacks. And Mars Attacks is like, did you just like want to make like an like an Ed Wood movie like yourself? Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of it. It's like if you watch Burton's career from back then to now and you look at the history, what happened with those films when they were made. He had a lot of shit for Batman because they were really kind of crapping themselves out of how dark it was in the direction that he took it. But they wanted to restrict him on that. But when he came back with Batman Returns. He's like, fuck this. I'm going to go full out with it. Yeah, they let And then him run people away just got yeah. depressed with it because it, it, it's kind of like the uh, t- Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. A lot of people like that movie, but there's also a fair amount of people that also hate it because it's so dark compared to the fun oh. lightheartedness of the first one. But people like when shit goes dark. I mean, just... Batman Returns has some problems. Temple of Doom, though. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, it was good. He got to do more of what he wanted and he got to work mm-hmm. with his strengths, which is just tortured characters. Yeah, But it's like with this one, I really wanted to see if it had come out, I would have been interested to see where it went. But at the same time, because of where his mind was at when he made Mars Attacks, which really feels more like a passion project of his own versus something made for a studio success. It's just like between that and this, I 
don't feel it would have been something closer to what he had in mind so much as something a studio like we saw in the documentary really had their hands right down yeah. the panties off. Well, the budget, the stuff they want to do in the script, the budget, yeah, which is still larger, sad because and so they yeah. have more investment with it. You know, well, and plus and John Peters is yeah. there, so you're already behind the eight ball. And Tim Burton and John Peters did not get along. No, no, no they in didn't. fact, uh, they were saying in, in one part in the documentary that uh, that Burton had worked in England for uh, for ba- the he Batman shot movie, the eighty nine Batman in England to avoid Peters. Even yeah, he was yeah. a producer on that film. <laughs> but it's still a problem that plagues that studio with every DC movie that's come out, and I don't give a shit if I offend DC fanboys and fangirls. But they really shit the bed with how they've been trying to handle their films because the studio heads cannot keep their hands out of that shit. Yeah, and agreed. they just end up fucking them over until they just walk away like, well, you tried. It's like, I didn't do anything except what you people told me to do. Well, no matter <laughs> what, it couldn't be worse than Batman versus Superman. That, that's yeah. Batman v Superman. Thank you. You know, <laughs> oh, sorry. I think the question we haven't asked yet was: Would Tim Burton have fallen back on Danny Elfman to come up with an awesome Superman score, and what would that have even sounded like? Because that also had I me would really love curious. to hear this. Yeah. As long as they didn't recycle the uh, John Williams score over again. Yeah, they just so can't times. really let that go. I mean, uh, let, let's 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 face it though. Like it would it still would have been a Superman movie. Yeah, and yeah. for my money right. to date, and they've been doing them for years. But to, for my money, there's only ever been one like like good Superman movie, and that was Superman Two. Yeah, absolutely. it's more concise than Superman One. You know, it's yeah. it, it's focused. Yeah. It has a plot. It's still about a guy struggling with secret identity. There's a bit with with him and Lois Lane and their romance. You know, like th- there's still like a healthy dose of humor. You know. And there was supposed to be some of that in in this as well, like more um, psychologically struggling with with his identity. And I like the uh, idea that came from uh, from from Dan Gilroy uh, when 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 they're in the third iteration of it is the idea that Clark Kent is this is this freak and he doesn't know why and he doesn't actually know he's an alien. <laughs> yeah 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 i would have really actually liked to see that and then like he's struggling in his relationship with lois because like he's struggling with his own identity and Mm. i I think they were all supposed to have him like in uh like therapy but um apparently uh no uh apparently according to an interview with wired in 1999 kevin smith said that his dream cast for this would have been um it's kind of a mix here because on the okay side you have uh ben affleck as clark kent and superman like okay all right i can see it did do that hollywood land thing where he played george reeve yeah and then there's uh linda fiorentino as lois lane uh, she was from, uh, he would, you know, end up working with her on dogma and, uh, he wanted John Mahoney as Perry white, John Mahoney, uh, you, uh, known as, uh, uh, Frazier's dad. He was also, uh, the, oh, from, uh, uh, Moonstruck. Yeah. 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 I'm a little cold. You're a little boy who likes to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> And then in the more fucked up side, uh, he wanted Jason Mewes as Jimmy Olsen, which is that like... That makes sense since he's dragging Jason Mewes around. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And then he wanted uh, Jack Nicholson as Lex Luthor. <laughs> and uh, he wanted Jason Lee as Brainiac. 
You know, I want to put Jason Mewes as Brainiac, honestly. <laughs> well, we should really? probably talk about the people they actually uh, had had cast in this attempted production. Is like they were they were thinking of doing. Uh, they were already thinking of doing Kevin Spacey for Lex yeah. Luthor, right? Um, and and uh, Christopher Walken for Brainiac. Yeah, nice. actually, uh, they were saying uh, either Jim Carrey, Gary Oldman, or Christopher Walken as Brainiac, and I would have loved to have seen Christopher Walken in, as Brainiac. In the in the documentary, uh, uh, Tim Burton has the old man moment where he's like, "Was was Jim was Jim Carrey even even born back then?" Yeah. You know? and like, yeah. like, why are people in my hole? Yeah, it's like, what what's happening? I don't know. Uh, where have I been the last twenty years? So. <laughs> but uh he i guess apparently they also wanted they really really wanted sandra bullock to play lois lane and she yeah. wasn't or, into um, it. she had to do speed to cruise control too busy yes. <laughs> <laughs> um a, a pivotal point in her career uh they also were considering courtney cox or julianne moore and uh they wanted chris, uh actually i think they they actually gave the part of jimmy olsen to chris rock yeah, yeah, and which I can see, and then um, yeah, they fine. wanted. Did, did you uh, notice though? Like on that on that cast sheet they show on the documentaries, like they have the Jimmy Olsen possibilities, and at the bottom there's there's a separate section yeah, with three names, black. and it says if black. <laughs> and they were considering Marlon Wayans or or Chris Rock, yes, and I did the third yes. guy's name I didn't recognize because it works so well in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, speaking of great great decisions uh great oh, brilliant yeah. decisions uh made by hollywood here um i'd like to bring up a couple of the writers they had on it after after uh after kevin smith got fired um so the the first well, the first one they had was wesley strick um, mm. um and wesley strick has done some okay things um he he did he, he did uh, martin scorsese's cape fear uh he did uh arachnophobia and final analysis um, but then later there's stuff like the Val Kilmer version of the saint. Um, and then there's Dwayne Johnson in doom. Um, and then, uh, we, we Sobieski in the glass house, which is, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> the glass house. You really can't <laughs> polish a turd. <laughs> I remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, soon we're going to watch Nick Cage kicker in the tummy. Kick her in the t- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Not soon uh, enough. Uh, the, the, the Wicker Man, ladies and gentlemen. You know, um, <laughs> it's 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 not a movie, but you do get to see Nicolas Cage punch out Sister Beach. Yes. <laughs> uh, Greetings and salutations, my fellow chuds. I really do hope that you love listening to Cage's Kiss. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to us? I know it sounds insane, but it's for real, real. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. So here's how it works. You listen to podcasts, and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, or you can even use it on charity. Personally, I like to feed the puppies and the kitties. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on iPhone or on Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code CAGESKISS, all one word, that's C-A-G-E-S-K-I-S-S, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to us enough on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any other podcast. Although why would you do that? You know we're the only ones for you, baby. On PodCoin and sign up with the code CAGESKISS, C-A-G-E-S. 
K-I-S-S. But, uh, yeah, even though uh, Kevin Smith actually suggested that Tim Burton direct, uh, Burton had, once he did come on as the director, he replaced, he insisted that, like, they replace Kevin Smith with his writer, which, who was that? Wesley Strick. Wesley Strick had worked on on Batman Returns. And uh, Wesley Strick's like, so, uh, Tim Burton, let's uh, talk about this uh, Kevin Smith uh, script. And Tim Burton's like, I don't want to talk about that script. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he wanted him to completely rewrite it. Yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, I haven't read any of these scripts, but it's probably fine. Um, well, it was apparently uh, really similar to to Kevin Smith's because uh, it still had Luther and Brainiac trying to obtain technology that was created by Superman's father Jor El. Um, it had uh, like Luther and Brainiac uh, teaming up to find a way to block out the sun and uh, help them beat. Superman, and in doing so, they bring about Doomsday. Wesley Strick's one is also the one with Lexiac, where they merge. Yes. Which uh, uh, Tim Burton wasn't too into, and I hardly blame him. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, of course, like, uh, they both had Superman being resurrected by Jor-El's technology. Yeah. They they had this little um, robot thing called K from from, that came in the spaceship with him from Krypton, and it, like, 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 heals him and becomes his new suit for a little while. Or some yeah, shit. Yeah, his Teddy from the movie AI. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I read that in in Smith's script, it was going to be referred to as the Eradicator. Yeah, which is from the comics. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in, in Kevin Smith's script was from the comics. <laughs> <laughs> and because of uh, Peter's suggestion or Peterson's uh, suggestion to optimize the potential, the toy potential uh, of of K or the Eradicator, it uh, in Smith's uh, script, I believe it could turn into a ship. But uh, in Strick's script, the tech was called K, and uh, and it was going to start off as like a teddy bear or like an owl. Yeah, I and think there's a teddy bear that I th- starts I think off from the, the owl theme comes in uh when you get to when you get to Dan Gilroy, the third version. And and uh, I read yeah. um I read uh, on uh, on Wikipedia, um it's not in the documentary, but Gilroy was only brought on when when, when they were trying to tighten up the budget, so that's when they fired Strick and and or, right. and ordered the, the, the next uh, rewrite. Um Gilroy uh has done some good things, by the way. I'd just like to make a quick mention of him here. Um so he wrote uh, "The Fall" by Tarsim Singh, uh, yeah. which I really like. I think I think I, yeah, I, it was great. Yeah, I think that movie's pretty terrific. Um, he also wrote "Free Jack" with uh, with Emilio Estevez and, and Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick Jagger, <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, "Nightcrawler" with the Gyllenhaal and uh, uh, Kong oh, Skull yeah. Island. Eh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, nobody's perfect. This 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 this, this all this all this all week we're learning about how nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the episode yeah, yeah. our show now <laughs> nobody's perfect nobody's perfect <laughs> nobody's perfect uh, but it got kicked around for a long time and even after like this version of the production was pretty much officially shut down um cage mm. didn't actually fully uh drop out until june of 2000 yeah yeah so they, they were trying oh, it for that long and in the meantime they he were really like believed in it yeah he really wanted to make it happen uh like like in- well, I know they. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Okay, sorry, I-, I know that they were talking about making it like a a cartoon version of the movie. Yeah, yeah from Ke- from the Kevin and Smith I think version that would be of rad. it. They were talking about that. Yeah. 
And uh, he does uh, – Cage does eventually get to play Superman and the Teen Titans go to the movies um, movie, which was – hey, I think it was awesome. Um, but uh, can we talk about the awesome costume? Yeah, but, but, but <laughs> the co- cost, costumes. Uh, they, they, so the, the yeah. studio head, uh, Bonaventura there, um, he, he's like, he's like, I don't know about that Superman outfit. Can we get the diaper off him? And and Cage's like, yeah, I don't think about the red underwear, you know. And it's like, yeah, you need the red underwear. You need to pay attention to that portion of the body, goddammit. And at one point, they were even discussing using basketball shorts instead right, of the yeah, underwear. Yeah, there, there was there was there was a big crotch discussion, and they were they were considering basketball shorts. So like, it's crotch obscuring. It's like, yeah, and it's gonna look retarded. It's gonna look. We need to see his balls. <laughs> I say you put more attention on that area. It's like putting Chewbacca in the later hosen. <laughs> you notice though, like like in, in the comics now, they they followed that exact suggestion. There's no longer any underwear, so like he's wearing this this weird onesie, mm-hmm. which is somehow even gayer. You know. Well, even more so, it's like the freaking show on Amazon, The Boys. There are bulges every which way the eyes can see. <laughs> That's what those costumes are all about. <laughs> how else do we know they've got a case of the not gays we gotta see dick. <laughs> it's just science people figure it out <laughs> dick, dick science. science oh man yeah uh, well and apparently uh peter's wanted the uh the cape to be a sentient weapon like like, in, like it's like doctor strange like from earlier or that spawn, year yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, spawn. it's like, where, gee, Peters, these ideas are so neat. Where do you get them from? <laughs> uh, from the street. I was <laughs> in. Come to I me. was in five hundred fights, and I don't read good. It's like, it's like <laughs> you're literally just claiming to be in five hundred fights. It's like, so Vin Diesel's based on you? Yeah, pretty much. I started all that. <laughs> you know, that would be a great pairing. Is pair him up with John Milius and just oh, let oh him my go. God. No one's would survive. <laughs> Just put Harlan Ellison we in there, We made our too. own yeah. Superman movie. <laughs> Just like Patty Shafsky's in the room, too. They're all trying to drink each other under the table, put each other in headlocks, you know? <laughs> and it all ends in an Fuck orgy. off, I'll break your hip. I'll break your stupid face. <laughs> and that's how you get eyes wide shut. <laughs> uh, great, great moment in the documentary is, is, uh, is, is, is the interview with John Peters as he takes a phone call in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've heard about the guy. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, I could put some money in that too. Okay, all right, love you. <laughs> yeah, I just bought a prostitute. Let's continue. Come on, <laughs> let's move this along. <laughs> you, you just know after that interview, you just it's the it's the scene with the Superman from uh, Godfather Part Two. You know where they're looking at the donkey act in Cuba. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Zaza told me about this place. (laughs) So I think it was uh, Burton's idea to have Brainiac as a spider with a human head. Yeah, he wanted him to be like uh, the um, Grim Reaper. So like in the cape, he kind of looks like there's a guy there and mm -hmm. then the cape opens and he's got like these long like robo spider legs. Mm. And uh, they were even talking about like having his ship be able to absorb anything that it encountered. Because it's hungry. Like... (laughs) (laughs) well like you know like uh my husband carlos said like there were a lot of great people doing like 
you know, who had like great things the, in mind the concept, for this. All this the concept movie. drawings you get to see attached to this. Like, there's just some, some cool shit that, like, that Sylvain guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. they had uh, Bill Bowes, Sylvain Desprets. Uh, I, I don't know if yeah. I'm saying that right. And then um, uh, there's Jim Carson, Liam Sharp, Carrie Gamble. They even had they, fucking they had Brom. Brom at one point. Yeah, the cover artist. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and they had Will Reese and Derek Thompson, and I, I, I would hate to to forget to mention that, um, my, Michael Anthony Jackson turned down working on The Matrix to that, to do oh, this movie. Yeah, that poor bastard, poor Shows guy. Yeah. Like, I think he was even like already involved with the Matrix, but then he yeah, he, no, he said he like said yes uh, to it, and then he had to bow out like almost immediately. Yes, yeah. like oh fucking poor guy. But well, uh, you know, maybe if this had got made, we wouldn't have the Matrix. Just think of that world. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Oh, I love this world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why didn't they just leave it at one movie? <laughs> it's a trilogy. <laughs> the wachowski sisters uh thought maybe you got through the whole first movie and didn't realize that they were a little odd yeah (laughs) that's why they're remaking the whole thing you know what you know i really like when we did the matrix in 99 oh me too yeah don't get me wrong yeah but um it didn't it didn't it wasn't pervy enough oh not nearly pervy enough yeah we need to make it like pervier yeah pervier Hey, say what you will about The Matrix. It had an awesome cast. Well, it, it, it did have Hugo Weaving, and we like him, but we can see him other places, you know. Like, Loves we, Hugo we can, He's True. been around, you know. You don't need to just go to that one stop to get some Hugo Weaving. Such a beautiful man. Um, but, uh... Which reminds uh, me, yeah, darling, apparently... once again, we should have watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just do that instead. Get some more Terrence Stamp right. in our lives, too. The real um, general's hot. Apparently, <laughs> uh, WB had a bunch of flops, uh, one after another. They had that sphere. fucking Batman and Robin. The, the postman. Sphere. Yeah, they had Sphere the, the and the Postman. Rad Postman. And the budget, unfortunately, just kept fucking getting higher and higher and higher John with Peter this said movie. At one point and... It would have been a $300 million movie, which is insane because $100 yeah. million movies had literally just been invented. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is like the, the tail end of the 90s. And uh, apparently, three weeks before the shooting, uh, WB killed the yeah. movie. So. Um, yeah, Peters believed that it was because of the budget, because of Nick Cage and Tim Burton that WB pulled the plug. Well, in the documentary, and they, they draw Smith... a lot of attention to the when the '89 Batman came out. There was a backlash against the idea of casting Michael Keaton in that. You know, because oh, yeah, they're like, yeah. "No, no, he's Mr. Mom. This will just never work." You know, like I was seven at the time, and I remember. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, if uh, if you buy the Batman blu-ray the 4k that just came out or the older one they actually go a lot more into that in the documentary with yeah. that too i mean there was a lot of backlash about that yeah. which is funny because now he's like my favorite yeah no he, well, yeah. and he is he's he is i mean that's i mean like you know in case you missed it the 89 batman's the best batman <laughs> yeah. yeah and i think the best and uh, tim movie. burton wanted him to do a cameo as batman in this oh yeah yeah he wouldn't confirm it Superman he said no nah, not exactly 
Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adrian. No, I didn't no, mean to cut no, you it's, off. It's cool. It's cool. We're getting we're getting we're getting it covered. We're getting it covered. You know. But like, I, I I don't know. Is is any of us is is any of us actually representative of comic book people here? Like, are we, uh, kind are, of, are, are sort we, of. Do, I don't I don't think any of us belong to it as much as say like Kevin Smith, the people interviewed at the beginning of the documentary, <laughs> the man yeah, who yeah. owns his own comic book shop and makes people pay extra to hear him talk about comic books at conventions. Oh. Well, I love comic <laughs> books, but like, I I don't claim to be like a. But uh, but none none of us none of us here really has like a Superman no, no, boner, no. okay? Because no. that would be unhealthy. We are limp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Superman boner for over four hours, consult your doctor. <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm sorry. This is this is this this might prejudice some, but fuck Superman. And it's like uh, he's got yeah. all the powers. Yeah, unless you got mm. some kryptonite. Look out for kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been that crazy kryptonite. about him, but uh, <laughs> I I I think like I I'm less about the the Superman Batman type of heroes, and I'm more of like the 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 people on the 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 side well like i love neil gaiman stuff and uh of course uh squirrel girl come on now. I, I just like the shit in but, the and the boys when, when they sometimes had mass detectives and shit but there weren't actually any superheroes mm. yeah it's the same with batman though i do not give a fuck about nolan's batman. oh god i yeah, really no, don't help with those but yeah. i love more when batman's actually doing detective shit instead of beating the fuck out of isn't people. it is, but it's the yeah. same with superman it's superman had his time and place but in today the character really doesn't work and when you try to retool the character though that's where things get really fucked up they even mentioned they that do. in the movie yeah. i think or the documentary i think cage said that where it's like such yeah. a character, if you don't get it right, everything gets yes. fucked up, and you have to get that character just. Well, they right. interview the the comic writers about about the 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 death yeah. of Superman, and the death of Superman was a was a desperate gamble to try to save the character because yeah. sales were flagging. Yeah. And in the nineties nineties yeah. Superman stuff, you know, from what I've seen, it's like it, it feels like they're they're desperate to remain relevant. They give them they give Superman a mullet, you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Donnie and I were like really lucky because our our cousin, one of our cousins, had um not the the crazy one who thinks that he he looks like Nick Cage, but uh, uh we have another cousin. We have a lot uh who owned a, a comic book store at the time, and I remember him sending us the the whole collection yep. of the uh, Superman's Dead series Superman's and dead. uh he's <laughs> dead, and uh, it came with like even like an armband. <laughs> that they yeah, all wore at his funeral. Knockoff t shirts, which we yeah. have, but you can't really wear per se. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some good times. But you know, Nick Cage is like a huge yeah, Superman he's fan. A big, big fanboy. Oh, I just thought he named his son Cal L. Coppola Cage just for fun. <laughs> he was just putting <laughs> random things together. Hmm. <laughs> I heard the name once before, and I thought, "Hmm, that sounds like a, a nice yeah, butter." No. And my so, wife asked me about it. And I haven't uh, been wearing no. my father's cape at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like the, I like when the when they they had the movie phone interview with Cage, and he's talking about how when he saw the Brian Singer Superman Returns from two thousand six, and it's like, so oh, yeah, they yeah. tried to make it like nostalgic and like you know stuff, and I'm really glad I wasn't involved in that version of it because. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wanted to do something I don't know good. Yeah, 
as much as I hate that 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 Zack Snyder Superman, holy crap, that Brian Singer Superman. Yeah. It's like you're just like you, you take all the sleepy oh, yeah. pills and you won't be as tired as you'd be watching that piece of shit. Kevin yeah, well, Spacey not only is just a horrible human being, <laughs> but he's a horrible Lex Luthor. <laughs> oh, Mr. Luthor. Well, of course, Mr. Luthor is always going to be Gene Hackman. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Otis yes, Burn. now forever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real pity that there was a Superman 3 and 4. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but then you get Ducky. The quest for peace. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, so, you know, while everybody was busy, like, pointing the finger uh, at everyone else, uh, of course, Kevin Smith believes that it was uh, John Peters' fault. He, he, he kind of has something and, there. Um, it's, yeah. it's not entirely well, without, yeah. uh, Mara, you know, because they say, like, well, sure, John Peters is passionate. He's a force of nature. <laughs> He's also kind of a nut job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, if you were from the street like me, you'd understand. <laughs> I understand Superman. That's a world that most men don't know. <laughs> Did you know the polar bear is one of the most dangerous creatures in nature? Well, what do you know about spiders? You gotta be careful, Ross. Spiders. Apparently <laughs> yeah. not. A if, what, if, what if a spider was like really that. big? And they're like, they're like, yeah. So the spider has this poontang, and all these little spiders come out of it and fight Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I love that you gave him the Cliff from Cheers accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can beat a man to death with four punches. <laughs> no bragging, just fact. Yeah, you know, they say uh, this man, when they say steam coming out of his heart when he dies in the dead of winter, it's his soul leaving the body. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Hollywood, we have ideas. No, you know what they should have done is they should have said Superman in Chi Town for once. You know, yeah, the buildings are taller. You know, Jesus <laughs> you could have gone and got some crawlers or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and get a big Chi Town Chicago the next dog. Pixar you know, movie. yeah. And he... <laughs> <laughs> Fly over that lake. Please you know how cold that lake is. Oh my god! <laughs> Please tell me we're approaching face off because I really oh, want to oh, well, know. Shit. Oh shit! Oh shit! You, you want to face this fucking shit off after? Okay, so you know Tim Burton's delightful and oh, all that. Before we Superman's, mm-hmm. but uh, I was thinking Clive Barker's uh, Superman lives. Oh my god! Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> you were saying something? Yeah, were you saying something, Linda? <laughs> Like it all takes place in Meridian. Meridian? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I was going to say before we, we move on, I, I just have to say that the funds for what this movie would have been uh, went to fucking went Wild, to Wild, Wild Wild West. West. Yeah. So, and I'm so glad to see and that I think that it paid was J.J. Uh, Abrams who wanted to do some shit called Superman Flyby. Which I think was was going to be set mostly on Krypton. I didn't. I got bored and I stopped reading. That sounds like the <laughs> porn version that we we should make. <laughs> and in, and I think it, I think it was in like two thousand. They wanted to do a Batman versus Superman then, um, but by that time everybody was like, "No, fuck it, fuck you." Go yeah. Down. But I'm sorry, uh, Adrian. Who who did you well, have for uh, obviously, face off? Yeah, like like uh, well, Clive, Clive Barker. Uh, not not an entirely non serious consideration, just because uh, you know, fuck Superman and everything to do with it. Just turn it on its head, you know. Um, 
And um, actually, uh, this is the thing that I used to argue on IMDb a lot back when they had uh, back when they had chat on there, which they don't anymore because they're bastards. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that is oh, that yeah. uh, is that uh, basically anything that Tim Burton did or was trying to do in recent decades? You could easily replace him with Terry Gilliam and have it be like like ten times better. You know? Oh my god! That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I'd fucking see it. Yeah. yeah. You know, the adventures well, of Baron, you know, Munch's Superman. Munchessen. <laughs> <laughs> Munchman. <laughs> the adventures of Baron Carpet Munch. <laughs> I, I just say, we'll make that re- porn after the respect flyby. for 90s Tim Burton, but the idea of Superman not actually flying, but having to keep jumping. It's kind of like, oh, well, yeah. well yeah. shit, why even put the costume on him? <laughs> You know, that would actually yeah. work with Gilliam. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And Heath Ledger as Superman. Because I don't, I don't, <laughs> you know, maybe this is going to, maybe this will be like Tim Burton's Don Quixote. It'll take 20 more years and he'll eventually get <laughs> yeah, it Yeah, you know, um, like, I am i don't, you know, I I don't, I don't have a problem with, with, with Cage playing Superman because like that square jawed shit is kind of, mm-hmm. has been over for quite some time anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, like. Like, yeah. it was already kind of getting silly in the 80s, you know? Well, you know, like, he would have brought something, like, weird to it. And I, I, I want to see that. Like, I don't I don't well, want to see more of the unlike traditional. Christopher Reeve, Nicolas Cage is an actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not to speak ill of the dead or anything, you know? I was going to say, come for us, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we will now insert uh, the scene from Death Trap with Michael Caine and Diane Cannon. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, do, would you have anybody else in mind for the the rest of the cast? For the or? cast? Well, not Sandra you, Bullock. You, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be firm on that point right now. Um, oh yeah. Um, at that point in time, um, you know what would have been interesting is that they got like a Deborah Cara Unger or a Marge Hellenberger, you know, somebody, somebody kind of like that, a little bit different, you know, like, That's you know, what, yeah. you know, where, yeah. where, where, you know, like she's self-assured, but there's no feisty, you know, because the feisty right. thing is like almost a self-effacing thing, you know, when they do it, it's like, you know, you know, it's like, like when they, when they whip out a description for a female character, they'll, 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 they, they, they'll, they'll, they'll use a word like that. And from that, you're supposed to realize it's a woman. You know, like this, it's kind yeah. of like this old yeah. sexist yeah. viewpoint kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Or back in the nineties, like they could bring in a sassy woman and you knew that was, uh, it was a black woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nineties, man. So, uh, Donnie. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta recast for us. You gotta, you gotta face this off. Well, I kind of really would like to have seen John Milius' version of this film. Oh, well, just hell, because it would have been interesting. The, thing, but... the great, the strength of John Milius is that he's insane. Like he's, he, if you hear him yes, talk, exactly. he's literally insane. He has no conception of right <laughs> or wrong. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean that's that, still something that, that sticks fits with something me. Nutty, like that's why his Conan works so well. You know, like yeah, that's Fuck what it, I'm give saying. Give it to Uwe No, no, it's just something Uwe Boll came... just, just just is a legend in his own mind. There's a difference. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's something that stuck with me from the uh, Conan film that he talked about when the actress had cut herself on her sword during filming, and the way he comforted her was to say, "You know, your character she would learn not to let that happen again." <laughs> <laughs> 
God damn, man. <laughs> it's like, I would love for shit like that to happen in this. Like, oh my God, I fell from my straps when I tried flying. It's like, you know, Superman doesn't You're a Kryptonian. Like this. <laughs> Get back on your feet. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, if I was being kind of serious, I still, even though I really hate Superman's returns, yeah. Brandon Roth really did well for the character. I mean, for yeah. what he did, he didn't come off trying to be Reeves. I mean, he still came off yeah. as how Superman should be. Yeah, I like him. But you're right. No, if I Roth really want to take this, <laughs> if if I took this in the direction that really seems fun, which would be how this documentary tried being, let's make this Jodorowsky's Superman yes! lives <laughs> and yes, have Nick yes. Cage as. <laughs> putting his son in as Superman and this whole thing of naming him Kal-El Coppola Cage was a part of his setup for his 20 plus year plan of having him star in the film. I mean, you can even go further into like boyhood and say that they started filming his birth for the fucking movie and that they're going to make this a 20, 30 year project where then the Academy is going to just be jizzing in their pants going, Oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Fuck the Joker. And then Tim Burton said, uh, well then, and then Superman returns came out and I didn't want to watch it. My son said, no, we're warriors. We have to go see it. And I said, ah, this is a <laughs> yes, <failure."> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, God. yeah, I'd, I'd watch well, it. Did you have a direct <laughs> cast or anything? Well, um, Donnie, are you finished? Oh, I finished a long time ago. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I don't have a, a director recast, but um, and, and how can you top Jodorowsky? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would say uh, as as just like a, a, a cast recast, I would have Superman. I would have fucking Wesley Snipes because <laughs> fuck you. And I'm actually being serious because I would like to fucking see Wesley in, Snipes in, that in universe, the 90s. We might not have the Blade Superman. movies, so that would probably be fine. Yeah. yeah see? Uh, and then as Lois Lane... It, it is the late 90s, so I'd have to say Drew Barrymore or Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> We're getting in a world of extremes Perry here. White, or... Yeah. <laughs> as, as Perry White, I'd say uh, uh, John Dunsworth, uh, a.k.a. Yeah. Mr. Leahy. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Olsen, I would have uh, either Bradley Cooper, because he was, I believe he was an alias at the time. Or um, I'd have James Marsters, uh, who played Spike and Buffy. Yeah, you get somebody Slayer. who looks like Jimmy Olsen. You get Rick Astley. <laughs> <laughs> They'll never give that role up. Internet. So, but I would say that as Lex Luthor, I actually want Cage as Lex Luthor because yeah. I, I th- Cage I as Fu Manchu. I, like I would Lex like to Luther. see that. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't that his character from uh, Deadpool? Yes. Uh, no, Chicklets. <laughs> he would have been great as Brainiac, honestly. Well, finally, that was my that was my final. Uh, wait a minute. Wait is, a minute. Uh, was this a sequel to Drainiac? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Maniac Cop. Oh um, yeah. I would have Sir Anthony Hopkins. Ah. But uh, yeah, were you guys able to find any KG wisdom? Uh, uh, don't nineties. Just, just don't do it. It's bad for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and don't give up on your dreams. Just let a studio crush them for you. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll do it too. They like it. <laughs> it's like They're I love you your life story. Experts. It just needs a giant spider. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll spider it up for you, man. Yeah. Um, I would say that the greatest piece of wisdom in all this is to always, when you can, get that pay or play yeah, contract. Sweet freaking contract. Oh, and validate your parking. <laughs> 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 so uh, I guess this is the part where I say, please. please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podcoin, TuneIn, uh, and YouTube. YouTube. And uh, remember, you can find Cage's Kiss on Facebook and on Twitter at Cage's Kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. And uh, I have to say this week, um, I, I, I have to thank uh, uh, Carol Hudson for sending us in a correction. Because look, every now and then uh, we're either drunk or on uh, muscle relaxers or painkillers um, or yeah. all of the above. And, um, and I, I have no, I, I know that this was my fuck up. I have no idea where the fuck I got it. But in, uh, Zandali, I said that, uh, Erica Anderson was, uh, from the UK. I, I think I said she was born in London and I, I still have no idea where I got that, but I could have sworn that that's where, what it said on from, IMDb, really? but she's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Apparently. Oh, so well then, and uh, her, uh, she's not a good actress after all. Wait, did we just no, no, prove that I was right back in our original episode zero zero when I did say we were not experts? We are totally experts at sitting here and enduring things that are very bad that other people might not have. <laughs> Thank oh, you, yeah, sirs. <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet we have some but also apparently her f- next week, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I should also say that Erica Anderson's first movie apparently was Nightmare on Elm Street yeah, 5, so... Yeah. Thank you, you very much, Carol Hudson, for telling the dream us. Child. Uh, so, uh, uh, do you guys have any plugs? Uh, well, I'm still uh, Leo the Fox on DeviantArt.com, and I just put a lot of my blood, sweat, and tears into another issue of Dreadful Tales, the Tales of Lurid Adventure, which you can go on there and check out or not. You know, like, whatever. It's not like you gotta. It's not like you care. Whatever. Sure, it's fine. <laughs> and uh i'm still on youtube as aa smith and things go on there you can you can check it and donnie has something uh i have gelflings oh, gelflings. that's what i have <laughs> gelflings. Gelflings. <laughs> trial by stone i am still unreal goals and i'm also still the boy who blew over on pornhub because we're not good enough for the other ones yet (laughs) but that's all i got to plug not yet red tube ready no but we will be um i am very sad to report that we will be seeing you next week with City of <laughs> <laughs> it's a city of <laughs> I, I'm telling you, we could still do. Why, why wasn't the movie just five minutes long? And it's just Meg Ryan riding on a bike, getting rolled over by a truck. <laughs> why wasn't it just that? 
You could cut into every one of her movies, like in the cut. All of a sudden, she's in a different costume, getting crushed by a truck. You know, you've got mail. All of a sudden, under a truck. You know? I, well, you said in the cut, and I immediately thought, do you mean the movie that had a huge deal about a blowjob being shown in the film? Because I don't remember that being in City of Angels. I'm sure, this. Well, well, we'll just have to check it again and make sure that's not there. <laughs> Until then. I shot a kid. <laughs> shot a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Zod, you got you got to stop what you're doing there. You, you, you got to go to the forbidden zone. You know, we don't we don't want your people taking over. <laughs> I'm gonna send my son to Earth. He's gonna stop you. Uh, 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 metal S. <laughs> Batarang. Hey, what you doing over there? <laughs> hey, what you doing there? <laughs> don't make me fly after you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, you got you get it that Chicago style pie, you know, yeah, you put the tomato sauce on the top. God damn you put you in a fucking headlock. I could eat a page for hours. Please.